0: Hi, how you doing, folks? This is Gospel of Kennison, episode 114, brought to you the week of January 7th, 2020. It's nice to say that. Um, My name is James Kennison, and uh, this is the GOK. Thank you for joining me. Today, I want to tell you about something that happened in my kid's school. Um, This may make enemies of some of you. (laughs) I don't know. I don't I don't typically go off book and uh talk about things that are um controversial. But uh I'm going to today because um if you don't know by now, I am a Christian person and I have beliefs based uh from the Bible. And the Bible has a lot to say about things Uh, including sexuality. Matter of fact, uh, it laid out a lot of rules about sexuality. And, um, if you're not comfortable with the topic or you're in the car with your kids, you might want to flip this one off because I'm going to speak frankly. And, um, there's just no way to tiptoe around some of this. And I'll tell you why I'm going here. It's because of my kid's school. My son is in sixth grade and he is attending a class on human sexuality. And they believe at his school that it's a good idea to go ahead and start teaching the kids the basics of human anatomy and how it works. And I don't disagree in principle because... At that age in middle school, kids are guessing and they're making up stuff and they're spreading rumors. And there's always one kid that knows more than everybody else, but he learned it from some uncle or some video or some joke that he heard and he's spreading misinformation. And I think back at how I learned about sex and I'm not real proud of the sources of, uh, you know, and the things that I learned from. Um, I'll be honest. I mean, it was mostly photos and videos and uh, information from peers. So I welcome in many ways uh, a, a, a more of an educational classroom style um, deal. But, 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 <laughs> no pun intended, um, my son's school is very liberal. And and that's where I'm I'm treading on thin ice I feel. Because though I do not consider myself affiliated with either public Republican or Democratic Party, um, I do lean toward uh, conservative views on some things, and I lean left on other issues, especially when it comes to the care of, of children and, uh, government assistance and things like that. Um, I feel like we should be doing more for people who have less, but I also feel like I feel, you know, that there's personal responsibility and blah, blah, blah. So my views don't fit in any one of those cookie cutters, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, it's based on the Bible and as I said the Bible has a lot to say about sexuality and and if you read through the Bible you'll find that God established for his people uh, a whole list a whole litany of things that were uh against the rules and uh like having sex with your your mom and your aunt and your cousin and uh your brothers and sisters and you know husbands having sex with his son's daughter and our wife and, you know, all these kinds of things that were probably being done. Um, obviously God had to make rules to keep people from doing these things. Um, he also said that a man should not lay with another man as you do a woman. Um, and, and that's where I might get unpopular. And I, I, I guess I just don't care because I love, I love gay people. Okay. And where I feel about gayness (laughs) is I do believe it's wrong, uh, to perform gay acts. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't know that I believe it's wrong to have gay feelings. So I don't think they can control that. I think that's a temptation just like any of the temptations I have that I can't control. It's how I behave based on those actions. So I don't, I don't hate at all, uh, or hate on gay folks. I believe that all sex, all sex outside of a committed relationship between a man and a woman before God with a lifelong commitment. I believe any sex outside of that parameter is wrong. And that's because of the Bible. If it was up to me, honestly, I wouldn't care, um, because it doesn't bother me what you do. Does that make sense? I, if you, if you want to do things that are different than what the Bible says, that's that's up to you. I, I believe that people who sin um, have a co- eternal consequence for their sin. And so there's a part of me that does hate the fact that people do things that I consider to be sinful because I'm like, I'm not hating the person. I'm hating the fact that they're doing it because I believe that that equals and and will send a person's soul to hell. And I I don't like that. I hate that part of it. So I live my life. And I try to encourage others to live their lives by the teachings of the Bible because um, accepting Christ into your life, living for him, accepting his sacrifice, having him forgive your sins and making you stand right before God, and then living a life that um, proves that commitment um, is, is the basics of getting your, your soul to heaven. (laughs) And I believe that heaven or hell begins right here on earth. I believe you create your own heaven or your own hell around you, uh, while you live as you're storing up your treasures in heaven. You're also, uh, creating a lifestyle around yourself that's based on the ways of god and and when you follow god's ways typically um your life uh runs a better path a more purposeful path a path that you can trust will end with uh god's blessings and um a surety that you know that you're in the right place and where you're supposed to be with God. I don't know how clear that was. Um, I wanted to get it out, kind of out and fast so that you don't turn off the podcast before you're supposed to, because if you're a gay person, I, I want you to hear me that you are loved. And I understand the concept of, um, when you hear people say love the sinner, but hate the sin to you, that sounds like that. Well, I am the sin. I am gay. I am someone. I didn't necessarily choose this. I've always felt this way. And some would even say if there is a God, then he made me this way. And I understand that when you hear, you know, love the sin, hate the sinner, or <laughs> uh, love the sinner, hate the sin, um, that your identity is that act. Uh, that your sexuality is your identity, which I I I don't understand that part. But um, but I get that well-meaning Christians. Can come across and really make you feel like crap. I believe God loves you. And I put all sex out that's outside of marriage in the same pile. Um, I don't believe there's any special hell for gay people. Um, when, when I see two people that are shacked up living together, not married, um, I, I believe that's in the same vein and the same boat is any sex that's outside of marriage. Um, So anyway, moving on, if I can. The reason why I bring all this up is because of my son's school. They're very liberal, very, very hipstery. Uh, And I got an email yesterday that said, Today in developmental health class, We worked through session one on sexuality and values. And here are the questions from the question box after session one. I will be answering these questions at the beginning of developmental health class on Wednesday morning. And it was kind of them to send this to me because though it caused me a bit of stress, it, it ended up with a happy ending. And then maybe you'll understand why I had to go through the whole gay thing talk about that at all. The first question. So, so to clarify, this is my son's teacher sending an email, uh, that's saying, this is what we talked about. And these are questions that were anonymously submitted to a question box, uh, anonymously. So that'll give you some clues as to why the questions may seem rather graphic. All right, so question number one from a group of sixth graders was the first one that was the most shocking to me. What part of the vagina does the boy or girl lick? Now, first of all, I would um, like to say that I believe this question was modified because I bet you $10,000 that it was a boy that submitted this question, and the question was modified to include girls because of... uh, the beliefs of the people at my son's school. Um, The answer to this, let me read it again, because it's just, it's that shocking to me. What part of the vagina does the boy or girl lick? These are sixth grade kids, people. And this is the question that one kid asks. Uh, The answer that will be given on Wednesday is, with consent, people can lick any part of the vagina, sixth graders, but most often the clitoris. So I had issues with this question and answer because it seems like we've moved past, um, the, the version of sex education that I got in school. Um, and we have moved on to, um, a how to manual, you know, and that's what I responded with. I said, is oral sex a part of the curriculum? Is it an age appropriate topic? I said, I feel that the answer to this question specifically seems more instructional than educational as if it were lifted from a how to manual versus a textbook. And I think I stated my question very nicely and kindly, at least, you know, you can't control how you can't control tone through, through text, but I hope it didn't sound like I was yelling or something. I just simply, you know, it took me a long time to write that. There's three sentences. I rewrote them several times so I wouldn't sound like a total butt. But I did wonder. I'm like, is this where the class is going is is some kid who has more experience than all the others that knows a little more that he gets to ask questions and open my kid's mind to things that he didn't even know existed. I mean, these are kids that probably joke about sex and, and tell jokes about sex. But I'm telling you, when I was in sixth grade, I didn't know nothing. I really didn't know anything until high school. And I, maybe it was because I was raised in Georgia in in, you know, the Christian world and, and all this kind of stuff. Uh, I heard things and found out things here and there, but I, I didn't know what, how, how a girl was put together and, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, I didn't know what was going on with my own body when I hit puberty. Um, I just went with it, <laughs> which is terrible, but I didn't know. Um, So that's one question. The second question is, why do people smell like fish? And I know that one was modified, too. I know it was modified. Because I know what the original question was. And it was pretty morbid, because it's coming from 6th graders. It was, why do girls smell like fish? Talking about their privates. They changed the question to be less offensive. And that's what's bugging me is if you can change the question to be more politically correct and less offensive, can't you change the answers to be more age-appropriate and less how to guide ish Because that's a word and a phrase. So the answer to why do people smell like fish? During puberty, hormones cause a different type of gland to produce oils in addition to sweat. Bacteria... That breaks down oily sweat also produces body odor. So, you know. Why do people smell like fish? I don't I don't know very many people that smell like fish. I, I I I do know what BO smells like. But uh whatever. Whatever. So they're dodging one question and diving head first into that first one, boy. Just head first, literally. The third question is is one that I would consider. A normal question. A question that a typical kid might ask because maybe it was brought up in class. And that is what is a sex offender? A sex offender is a person who commits a crime involving a sexual act. See, that's education, not instruction. You understand the difference that I'm trying to draw there between those two? So the teacher wrote back and she was she was very kind. Um, she said, thank you for your concerns and feedback. You are correct that this question does not relate directly to the lesson we did in class today. what I figured, however, the curriculum does encourage students to ask any questions they have relating to sexuality in general. And it also supports answering these questions. So the students feel comfortable being open and vulnerable. Yeah, but they're doing it anonymously and we all know what happens when folks are anonymous. They do and say things they would never do in any other case, but answers to the questions are simple and informational. Yeah, they are. They are that while affirming students. So they do not feel alienated, othered. I don't know what that means or shamed for their questions or preferences. Students ask these questions by anonymously submitting them to a question box at the end of the period. All students are given a slip of paper and the opportunity to ask questions. If they do not have a question that day, they simply write, I do not have a question. And that's what my son did, actually. He told me. So she says, this is my first time teaching the curriculum, but I did check with uh, the gentleman. His name is omitted about that question even before you emailed. And he's taught the curriculum for for four years. And this is exactly a type of question he's commonly received from this age group. Even though it may not feel or seem age appropriate, we have to remember that all students have a different level of exposure and that students in this generation have a different level of access. uh, And she puts internet in parentheses than in the past. Please please feel free to reach out at any time. I appreciate the communication. So she was, she was very kind and, um, and it made me step back and say, okay, what is the deal? What is, what is my, cause my problem is, is in the minority at this, at this school. What makes my, why, why am I having an issue with my child hearing about oral sex? And I'll tell you, the first one was because he had never even heard about regular sex. And then I realized, wait a minute, what do I consider regular sex? Well, I, because of my faith and because of my belief system, consider regular sex to be between a man and a woman. And that is no longer the case for people, especially at my son's liberal school. That I know it's my responsibility because I sent him to it, but I had no idea, man had no idea the level. It's just a normal public school. It's not like it says, hey, we're super liberal and this is what we do. It didn't say that at the beginning. It just said it's a public school that's a nice one to send your kids to in the city that's not filled with kids that don't want to learn. It's it's an educational place where we care about your kids. And they do. They're great. But I realize that to these folks, there is no such thing as, as, well, there is a such thing as regular sex. And they believe that homosexual sex is exactly on the same level as what I would call regular sex <laughs> between a male and a female. Um, I mean, and then this is where I stumble and stutter because it's an awkward thing to talk about, but it's also hard for me to remember my, thought patterns from last night. I just, I remember I was standing there and I was thinking about her response and how she um, put a lot of compassion in there about the students that would have questions like this. And I realized the reason I have an issue with it and they don't is because they consider oral sex and and possibly, because I part of my response was going to be what happens when they ask about anal sex? And I took that out. Because I'm like, I now know, I've realized that they would, they would answer the question exactly the same way. With no qualms about it. Because if you're open to alternative couplings, let's say, if, you're, if you believe that uh, sex between a man and a wo- woman is the same and is, uh, as sex between two men or two women then you have to believe the sex that they have is equal to the sex that a woman and a man would have and i had never put that together in my head and so that's who i'm dealing with and that's what my problem was that's why my email was not met with any kind of uh you know thankfully she was very kind but it wasn't met with any kind of, okay, we're going to do things differently because of your concerns. Because in the mindset of, of these teachers and, and these folks who are trying to be inclusive and, uh, equal, equalizing everything. Then if, if gay people and straight people, um, are exactly the same, then the sex that they have is exactly the same and and I'm thinking of it as deviant and outside of what I believe to be okay uh so anyway i i I was basically feeling like a backwards butthole <laughs> I hate to even use that word in this context, but um. So what I decided to do, I decided that I was going to sit down with my kids, both of them, me and the wife and, and the kids. And we sat down and man, we went through it all. We talked about all of it because if he's going to hear about it from friends and from some video he watches one day, no matter what I do to try to stop him, I want to be the first one to have gotten to him and told him the first thing I'd rather him have heard about straight sex first, but I realize that's not possible in this class because to them, straight sex is just a biological option. It's not, it's not the, the standard. You see what I'm saying? And I believe it's the standard. I believe it is the way, um, And again, there's a part of me that just doesn't care about what other people do. It doesn't affect me um, until it comes to stuff like this. So I took matters into our own hands here and the wife and I and the kids sat down and I explained to them what sex was and how I believe God intended it and then I went into the, the very basics of oral sex and I told them why I was doing it. I'm like, I'm not opening your minds to this stuff just for fun. I'm doing it because of Jay's class. And I read the question and read the answer to him and to my daughter and they were kind of grossed out by it, which was a good response because at that age, I think it should be gross. The whole thing is icky boys and girls and stuff. They're still not even holding hands yet, you know, but we're, but we're learning about this stuff anyway. Don't get me started again. But I, I even talked about anal sex briefly. And I said, the reason why I need to tell you about this is because your school sees all of these as equal and legitimate. And if somebody asks a question about it, I want you to know what it is. And so now I have two children that are more educated um, than probably the kids in the classroom. Because it's, it's funny. I asked them if they had any questions, and they said no. But I as I walked away, my my son starts talking to my daughter. And he said, you know, there's this kid that acted like he knew how to get girls pregnant. He said that if you put it in their butt, it made them pregnant. And I I heard that, and I was able to step in. And respond and talk about how necessary, you know, just reiterate how necessary our conversation had been. And, um, and I'm glad we did it because the outcome was great. The outcome is now he knows some of these deviant behaviors and different ways to do things, <laughs> but he can make up his own mind and he can make up his mind based on what, you know, cause here's what I told him. I said, my goal is To tell you what we believe based on scripture. And then for you to take that information and make up your own mind on what you believe. Because I am a Christian man and I hope to raise Christian children. That is my goal. But I am not one that's going to force it down their throats and demand that they be Christian kids. Because that doesn't work. Because 80 to 90% of kids when they hit 18 they leave church. And we've been trying to force it down their throats for years, but we don't look at the statistics and see that the kids aren't, it's not working. And I think it's primarily because of parents who go to church and that's about it. Or they have beliefs and they use them to help their kids stay straight. But the kids never see any of the negative consequences of sin. They only see the benefits of sin because they're sheltered and protected. And so they only hear the funny stories about the parties after the, afterwards on Monday morning. They never see uh, what a drunk drunkard looks like and the decisions that a drunk girl will make and the, the or the lack of them, I should say. Um, and, and I'm not saying I want my kids going to parties and stuff like that, but I'm raising my kids in a city where there's a lot of obviousness to the way people are living their lives. And a lot of way people live their lives are not very good here. And the personal decisions that they make for their lives are not very righteous and not very godly. And they live with the consequences of those. And my kids get to see this. And I just lumped Right on top of there, uh, some some other folks, and so hate me if you will. I I don't hate anybody, um, but I do have to say I'm a Christian person and therefore believe that God has issues with um, with the gay lifestyle and. I'll just say, too, I, I said earlier, I, I don't understand sexuality being a part of your identity. Um, I've said it a long time ago on, on uh, that story show that there are Facebook profiles that I've seen where all the profile photo is a picture of the girl's butt. And I talk about how sad that is, that your whole life... <laughs> And your whole identity, you're summarizing it by a picture of your rear end, that that is the best thing about you. The one thing that you want people to know the most about you is that you have a nice behind, or you think you do anyway. And I scratch my head in the same way when it comes to folks who make their primary, their, their sexuality their primary uh, identity. And and I'm straight, so I don't understand. I, I'm 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 open to being wrong on on this. This is just me when I think about it and it makes me scratch my head. Is I could understand being a man who is gay. I don't understand being a gay man. You understand the difference there? Like I, I could see somebody saying, okay, I work at so-and-so cl- uh, uh, f- factory or <laughs> business, and I do business, and I have a family, and I have kids, and all this kind of stuff. And by the way, I have sex with men. So I am a man who works at this place, and, and that is part of my identity. I have a family, and I'm a father. And that is and I have a partner and that is part of my identity but I, my primary identity is who I choose to have sex with as a straight man I can't understand that I can't understand that that your who you have sex with becomes the primary part of your identity and that's why I believe that it is a dysfunction I don't believe people are born gay, especially women. Um, I believe boys have experiences growing up. I think that if, if, uh, if men, gay men, were honest and they sat down and talked to each other, they would have a lot of common history. Some of them would say, I was always a little bit effeminate. Others would say, I had a strong mother and and my father was never a part of my life or she dominated him and I I associated with women's characteristics and women's strength. Some would say I never felt very masculine and so I wanted to attract masculinity to me because that was the best way to get it. Or they would say an older person um, showed interest in me, and and at that point they would they would likely say, and I always felt that way, and so therefore I must have been born that way, and I'm sorry I've met thousands of kids, thousands of children. And I've never met one with a preference because they don't think sexually. They don't, they don't come up with that stuff until they hit when they're older, unless they've been exposed to things that they haven't been supposed to been exposed to. I'll never forget. A little girl came up to me and she said, you're gay, pastor James, you're gay. And I, it was her first week. And I was like, wow. You know, I mean, she's right and loud, right in front of everybody. And I said, why do you say that? And she said, because you said you love Jesus and Jesus is a boy. And so you're gay. And all I could think was this girl has been exposed to things above her ability to understand them. And I think that, uh, gay men were exposed to things that were above their understanding and they somehow confused intimacy for sexuality. They confused masculinity for sexuality. And because I've talked to men who have stepped out of the lifestyle and they'll say, I I knew it was wrong. I knew it was wrong. I mean, they call it being straight for a reason. But they're looking to fill a place in their hearts, just like all of us are. Any of us that don't have Christ are looking to fill a place. And that's why I don't have extra hate for gay people. I don't have any hate for gay people because the homeless man on the side of the road is looking for something and he's using drugs and alcohol to try to fill the 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 place this the the girl in high school who's sleeping around with every boy that shows her any attention is trying to fill a place in her life that's left probably by a father Now, women, from what I understand, can switch teams uh, rather rapidly. And their reasons for becoming homosexual can be vastly different. And I don't have as much understanding as I would like to have. I, I used to have a friend that counseled uh, homosexuals. And I was very curious. And I would ask a lot of questions because I wanted to know. <laughs> first, My first one was... Uh, i i learned about gaydar this is what they call it it's it's where they they can tell if somebody else in in the group is gay and uh i said uh he and he said and there's been people who have been named in my sessions and they're not gay but they they do show up on people's gaydar and I'm like oh man i gotta know am <laughs> i ever shown up on somebody's gay art. He says, no, I was like, good. Because when I was a kid, people used to call me gay. Um, I walk on my toes. It's like a thing I can't control. I don't, I I think it's because when I was growing up, I always walked around barefoot and I always tiptoed around. So I wouldn't get stickers on my feet. Um, I'm also kind of flat footed too. So I think I'm compensating for that. And I kind of bounce when I walk. And so I have a k- a, a gate about me. <laughs> the word gay is embedded in gate. Uh, and I remember, yeah, that, that guys used to tell me when I was a kid that my butt moved like a girl's butt when I walked. And I was raised with women. So it's very possible. And it's so, so it's always been close to my heart because I think there for the grace of God go I. That if, If the wrong thing had happened at the right time, I don't know. I've never been attracted to men, uh, but that doesn't seem to matter when it comes down to what makes you switch teams. It seems to be whoever shows you uh, the the most uh, authentic, uh, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, simulation of love that wins. Now with women, a lot of times it's, uh, sometimes it's men that have been mean to them and they don't trust men and they find a woman and a lot of uh, lesbian relationships don't even involve sex at all. Uh, Sometimes they just share lives together. I've seen that a lot actually. Uh, And then there's, there's the homosexual relationships that you'll see where there'll be a masculine type and a, and a more feminine type. And you see those walking together. And, um, these are women, uh, actually sat with a, in a conference, uh, where a woman who was like that, who was very, she was just a big, uh, like, honestly, she looked like a dude with a woman's face and that's just the way she was made. And she struggled with uh, homosexuality for a while and got out of the lifestyle uh, actually before she was even a Christian because she said it was so uh, destructive to her that she started looking for a way to get out of it. And that's when she found Christ because um, there was a lot of abuse and, and homosexual women are uh, typically uh, very abusive to each other very hateful, very mean, a lot of, a lot of, uh, uh, abuse goes on between partners. Um, and, and do we need to go into all of the issues surrounding folks that shack up and the imperfections of so many straight people's marriages and ha- those that get married Uh, Just so they can have sex and only find out later that it's not enough to hold a a family together. Um, There's problems everywhere. There's issues everywhere. The only thing that makes sense to me is what the Bible says. And the Bible says for me to have compassion for those who don't know Christ. And I don't believe anybody's going to die and go to hell because they're gay. I don't believe anybody's going to die and go to hell because they're shacking up. I believe people die and go to hell because they don't know Jesus. And so I don't focus on the symptom of people's problems. Their main problem is they haven't accepted Christ. And I believe no matter where you're at in your life, no matter where you're at, no matter what sin you're involved in or what situation you're in, God will accept you and love you as you are, and he will work out your issues in his time. In the same way, I believe a fat person, a person that is guilty of gluttony could be saved and still walk away from the altar fat and gluttonous. I believe a a tobacco smoker or a weed smoker Could go to the altar, get saved, and still be addicted to those substances, but have a changed heart. I believe a gay person can ask Christ into their heart, have a completely changed life, and still need to be perfected and work through their issues and their problems. And that's going to tick off people on both sides. So this little podcast of mine, the GOK, 300 of you maybe it'll go down to 150. maybe it'll go down to 75. I don't know. I, I don't really care. <laughs> this is this is my audio journal and this is where I get to I get to talk and um, and that's what I had to say on the subject. And it's all because of my son's liberal school. So, um, I don't know. I just know that if Jesus were here today, the parable of the prodigal son, not the prodigal son, the, uh, the good Samaritan would probably include a pastor that would walk past You know, as the man's laying there bleeding, the pastor would walk past. And then a a right wing Christian person would be the next person to walk past. And then in Jesus's story, I truly believe with all my heart, a gay person would be the third person that would walk past and would stop and would clean the wounds and use his own car to drive them to the hospital. And help pay and offer. And I believe Jesus would turn to us and say, okay, who is your neighbor? And we would have to say the one that stopped and helped. And that's who God wants us to love. In spite of what we believe personally about what their behavior is. It's not our job to judge. That's, why I keep, that's what I hope you get out of this more than anything is, again, I don't personally care. What people do. I really don't. Outside of the fact that I believe what people do have eternal consequences. And I don't want to see anybody mess up their life and end up in hell. I want everyone to be saved. I want everyone to come to Christ. I want everyone to experience what I've experienced. But I don't hate anybody. I hate I hate it for them. You know what I'm saying? Like I hate that people smoke. <laughs> I hate it for them. I don't hate people that smoke. I don't like smoking. I don't hate gay people. I I find gayness personally it kind of grosses me out. You know, the idea of two men sleeping together is, is gross to me. It's I'm not afraid of it. I'm not phobic. It's just gross. I don't even know how women do it, s- sleep with men. So <laughs> how do you guys even handle this? Ugh, ugh, ugh. So, you know, I hope you take this in the spirit it was given. If you have any feedback, James at NLCast.com. This has been episode 114, I believe. Yeah. And, uh, thanks to my son's liberal (laughs) class, I've had to, I've had to, um, get this out and just discuss it. So, um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. If you're, if you're a homosexual, I'd love to have a discourse with you. Uh, email me, um, And I'd love to get your feedback on my views. And if they are, are they better? Do do they help? is it, is it, it, does it come across as hateful? I don't want it to, because I'm not being hateful. I'm not, I don't feel hateful. I don't have hate in me. I know there are a lot of people that, that do, but I don't believe Jesus would and does. I don't believe he does. He loves his people. So anyway, that'll wrap it up. It's 46 minutes in. That's enough. And uh, more than I thought I would say on the subject anyway. And uh, we'll see you guys next time right here on the Gospel of Kennison. God bless.